Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi. I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Lutz from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Blackman. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. Hey, this is Jules McQueen, and you are listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. It's really, really not that good. Good, 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 good. All right, we're here at the 2019 uh, ATA show. We're here in Louisville. You're going to do that every episode, aren't you? I think I'm going to do it every yeah, episode. Thank you. Well, the depends on how how comfortable I get. It'll be Louisville, Kentucky, Louisville. <laughs> Kentucky here at the uh, Exposition Center. I am Steve. Uh, here is Kurt. Hey, Doug. How's it going, Eric? What's up? And from uh, Tacticam and Scrape Fix, we got Jeff and Tara Peel. Hey. Hey. How you guys doing? Good. Thanks. Good. You guys nervous? Nah. I think you guys are regretting joining this podcast. <laughs> yeah. They're like already. They're already like. Are these guys already mad at each other? We even got into it. Are, <laughs> we, are we done yet? No, <laughs> we, we get there. We, we just got a couple things, and then you guys are free. Yeah, to go. We'll, we'll let you go here soon. Um, Tell us about what you guys do and, and the companies you're with. We're well, familiar with Tacticam. We've used them for our Carbon TV series and hunting and all that. So we have we have some experience. Perfect. So it works out there. Well, we have both Tacticam and Scrape Fix now. Um, obviously, you're somewhat familiar with Tacticam. Mm-hmm. It's oh, yeah. uh, 
point of view camera hooks to a bow, hooks to a gun. Mm-hmm. Now we've got our new. Have you guys had the opportunity to look at the film through the scope mount now? So yeah, I haven't, I haven't checked it out yet. Uh, just a little bit of the crossbow over there. Yeah. But. Taking it to the next level there yeah. because you know it allows us to now film through a scope, so we have that opportunity to really reach out there. Which mm-hmm. is That's cool. awesome too for like shot reviews and all that stuff. Yeah, and especially awesome. for like kids and all that. So much fun. Yeah, and you can hook it up to your phone. You can actually stream it. So like. Oh, so you can see what's hunting. going on on your phone while, like, if your kids, oh, stream it, like, to Facebook or yeah. something like that while your kid's hunting yeah, or aiming? Yeah, stream it to the phone or stream you live it. Live stream wow. it. Yeah. Whoa, that's wild. That's crazy. <laughs> Makes it pretty cool. That is cool. It's cool, too, because you can always, like, for kids that, yeah, oh, yeah, you're on them and you don't know what the deal was, you can go back and do, like, a shot review. Mm-hmm. And literally watch it. Yeah, that's makes cool. It easy. That's a game changer. So we're excited about it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Has a lot of. I mean, have you guys used it a lot yet? Or I mean, I know this is like the launch, right? Just got the first prototypes about six months ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Today's the launch. Our our hard launch is there at Chat Show, but you know oh. fits that crowd a little yeah, bit better. Yeah. Right. But, sure. uh, of course. Yep. Today's <laughs> the first time that anybody's actually been able to see it. So. Yeah. Well, a lot yeah. of most of our listeners are bow hunters. I've uh, been kind of beaten i don't know why but um like a lot of them are coyote hunters too and for like ars and all that and 22 250s that's going to be awesome oh yeah coyotes pigs i mean anything like that that guys <laughs> anything, yeah, you sure. yeah, anything you want to shoot anything you want to shoot yeah so what um what really is like the big difference in, in your opinion between like a tacticam and like another like point of view camera I mean, you know, even without, we're talking about the zoom, but even without the film through the scope piece, you know, the Tacticam is really built to film at a distance. So mm-hmm. you look at, you know, any of the competitors' cameras, the thing about them, they're really, they're wide angle, 170 degrees, but if you have an animal at 20 yards, it, you know, it looks like it's at 100. Like, exactly. <laughs> right. yeah. So, you know, that's really what we set out to change when we started Tacticam was, you know, put something out there that a guy was going to be able to at 20, 30, 40 yards with just the push of a button, not not interfere with the hunt, but be able mm-hmm. to capture good footage and sure. actually be able to see what his deer look like. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's I think a lot of people, I mean, one thing too, talking with uh, Steve over there with North American Whitetail Hunting Championship, you guys, Tacticam was like all in the mix on that. That's basically the main thing to prove that you did what you're supposed to do, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Steve, I mean, that was a that was a pretty fortuitous deal for us up there. I mean, he came, he said, hey, we need a camera to film hunts. Uh, we can do that. You know, so. Yeah, the, I bet you the response and growth just from that alone has been insane. Yeah, it's been huge. The, ma- you're the main factor on how people could win 50 grand yeah. right. in the yeah. championship. Yeah, make, makes it pretty nice. That is cool. Yeah. So one question cool. with this uh, scope camera, is that a, a separate piece from the camera? Like if you already have a camera, you just buy the scope? Exactly. Mount for it. Yep. Oh, okay. Just like anything else, our camera adapts from already from a bow to a shotgun to a rifle right. scope, and now you have this adapter, and it's just it's just another accessory, oh, all with sure. the same camera. Nice. Awesome. Now, can you uh, can you do the, this? Might be a little more technical, but if you're running that scope camera, can you run a second tech cam at the same exact time uh, and you still get the same footage? Or like, are you gonna have like a split screen when you're looking at it? You know it, what I mean? It, or, would, it wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to hook them both up to your phone at the same time, okay. but you can run them both. And we have a new remote system now, which makes it nice too, because you could have your scope camera, a regular one, one, you know, like a wide pointed back at you, and with sure. the click of one button, you can turn all of them on. So you get okay. Yeah, makes awesome. it nice. That's Perfect. awesome. Yeah. Up in like a tree stand, you got it up on a mount, you could turn it on. That's exactly. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. That's like the big thing, right? Multiple angles and like hunting shows or just uh, YouTube channels. Uh, you know, I guess hunting shows on YouTube, whatever. We've used uh, tactic cams for different angles when we do our video podcasts. Yeah. We'll have one in each corner of the room and then have like a DSLR moving around the studio. 
and that's worked out great. Um, so we just have that stationary angle. We try to keep the cameras off Steve as much as we can, just because, I mean, <laughs> for obvious reasons. But I mean, you know, because we want to keep that male demographic. You know, if they keep it on me, we're going to get a huge female demographic that's going to just overtake <laughs> and ruin the point of the show. But, yeah, yeah that's so, you know, we got to just work with what we got. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's incorrect. That's you guys are <laughs> <laughs> they're regretting this podcast pretty uh, pretty hot. Um, so scrape fix. A lot, I think a lot of people with our podcast, we've done some with uh, um, he, Mr. Healy. Yeah. And uh, where's that guy? Did you guys can him? Is he's, he gone forever? He's What's around that? here somewhere. I think he's just wandering around. Okay, good. Around. I was hoping yeah. that wasn't a <laughs> suchy subject. No, no. He's wandering around aimlessly. It's hard telling. It, is know, he? Probably selling scrape fix booth by booth. Yeah, yeah no, we yeah. had to go over there and see him yet. But we've used it a lot and like it and, and on our trail cams. And you guys had the new um, the velvet yes. out. And how? You kind know, of explain that. Uh, I'll say this. I was a scrape fix user for years. And when I met Dave... Um, you know, I told him, and it was a year later at the ATA, he actually said, hey, the, the company might actually come up for sale. Mm-hmm. I said, man, I'm going to use it either way, but if we can work something out, yeah. you know, before you go to anybody else, <laughs> ask me first. Right, right. You know, we've, we've used it, I guess, for the last four or five years. One of our friends introduced us to it, mm-hmm. but one of, you know, there was a little bit of limitation there because we found out before the deer would get in hard horn, it just didn't really have that same effect so Mm -hmm. with the help of dave he's the mastermind behind it Mm -hmm. we were he was able to start to adapt that formula and now i mean you know when deer start growing their horns i mean we're putting it out on the vine already and you know and and they're hitting it it. oh like insane like crazy they won't you know they don't really contact as much with their horns but yeah they're coming in and i mean you're getting i mean we have some amazing velvet footage it's i bet you people are and which i don't blame them um i guess you can't really blame it like kind of call bullshit on that like they're hitting it in velvet yeah Yeah. right well then you could probably show them the footage and trail cams and stuff like that and that's the coolest thing i mean video you know it proves it all yeah and you know so many states are going away from minerals so many states are going you know it makes it harder and harder to inventory like Mm -hmm. your velvet white shirt yeah Yeah, definitely so yeah, I'm sorry, Eric. I cut you off. Well, right. no, you're fine. I was just saying, like, well, throwing this velvet in there—that's beginning of everyone's season. You know, they're getting into velvet, mm-hmm. and that's when you're starting to put out cameras and everything. And that's just another another thing to throw in your arsenal. Pinpoint what those, deer you have yep, or could yep, have come hunting season. To bring them into your camera, yeah, for sure. I wonder how big of an impact that has, like, when a deer drops its velvet. You know how the their home range kind of changes a little bit because deer are kind of splitting up. I wonder how, you know, if you could do a study, it'd probably be hard to do it. How big of an impact it has on keeping a deer in that his summer home range yeah it's actually a good question this being our you know? first year through it's actually it'd be something to actually start i'm sure over the years watch. you could yeah. probably figure yeah. that out yeah. that'd be really interesting to learn that because would be. that would be the biggest thing because most people working class bow hunters out there don't have big thousand acre tracks of property so mm-hmm. they're hunting that 30 40 acre piece and a lot of times they'll have a trail cam picture of a deer all summer and then velvet's off or comes you know, late August, September, then it's like, well, where'd they all go? Yep. Um, so that could be that could be huge for a lot of guys with average properties, really. Yeah, it's a great so. idea to start watching because mm-hmm. I think that, you know, you, you see it too because those does start coming. As soon as the bucks start coming to it in velvet, then you just get a lot of does coming to it. Yeah. You know, it kind of would make it interesting to see if it just keeps them coming after they shed. Are sure. they... Are they, like, peeing in the scrapes that early in, in everything? Yeah, they don't get quite as aggressive, but they spend, I mean, you know, we'll set our cameras up on 30-second clips, and they'll spend, you know, two or three clips worth of video in front really? of the camera. Really? So, yeah. So. That's awesome. That's cool, man. Especially in velvet, see them up close on, on trail that's cam footage like that. Awesome. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's a I, – I think a lot of people are going to be skeptical of that, but for good reason. But if you can show um, 
you know, the proof of the footage, it might open a lot of guys' eyes to get that stuff out there and, and really make a difference in their summer patterning. So Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, we have a Missouri farm, and like you said, it's not a great big piece, but mm-hmm. that's when I started talking to Dave about it because, you know, no mineral there now. I mean, Yeah, mm-hmm. can't in Illinois either. Yeah, I mean, it just kills you when you're trying to get inventory and yeah, uh, right. stuff. Yeah. These buffoons are from Iowa, and they can do their supplemental feeding and have a little uh, – you know, a little more. Not all year long. It's only yeah, but for, you can you can inventory a bit. in yeah. Illinois. I'm like, I don't know. I'll just set a bunch of cams out and hopefully something comes <laughs> <Yeah>. by. <laughs> well, yeah, I, 30, I got this to try. I know. Thirty-eight I'm cameras to. on two acres. <laughs> yeah. I got to find one in here somewhere. It's gonna be like paparazzi coming through. <laughs> I'm, I'll put some out this summer, especially on the lease, because I didn't have a lot of deer living on the, on my lease because there's not a lot of food there. It's all CRP and timber. Um, the neighbors have all the food and. Um, early food sources. I don't have really the option to put in food plots. So it would be interesting last year not having a lot of velvet pitchers to put it out and see mm-hmm. what changes um, and see if I can pull them off. Maybe I'll probably start and direct it more towards the property lines where the food is and maybe uh, then spread it back into the inner parts of my property from there and see see if there's like a training process so I can kind of yeah. like <laughs> pull them in and get them to like spend more time in that area. Well, especially on new properties too. I mean, if you can't do supplemental feeding or anything, you can throw this in and yeah. in the inventory and, you know, see what's actually on that new property trying to get an inventory. Yeah. Yeah. And just like you were saying, if your neighbor has a food source, just think about your prevailing winds mm-hmm. and, you know, anytime you're going to have your wind blowing from your property into that food source, I mean, they're going to smell it. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. for sure. So, and how much do you put out? I, we've talked about this on past episodes a long time ago, but yeah. Do you put a bunch of it out? Do you put just one or two puffs? What's the, what's like the regimen? Well, the sales pitch would be the whole bottle every time. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not seeing anything. I don't yeah. know. If I've been doing use it wrong more, this whole use time. More. Yeah. No, but I mean, in all honesty, you can't overdo it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really we kind of have a regimen. It's just two puffs on, like our vine, or on your scrape branch, mm-hmm. and then two puffs on the ground, kind of scrape it into the, you know the dirt, and that's. I mean, that'll last you for weeks, literally. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Even through rain and. Oh, it actually helps a bunch in the rain. I mean, the rain it will probably reactivates yeah. it. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. When you get really dry periods, you you can somewhat get disappointed i mean you know if it hasn't rained for two or three weeks mm-hmm. they'll actually quit hitting it and then you get that first rain and they'll be right back oh yeah. really that's crazy yeah that's awesome that i need to uh i have the vine out and i put it out um mr healy sent us some vines like late season it's last year last year yeah, yeah. we put it the out first in, year they came out with it i think i put it out like in january and I had a buck hitting it in january which is not too abnormal but right. i didn't expect to have a buck hitting it after the rut when they're not far from shedding antlers, sure. you know. So it's just, I was impressed with it. I'm, I was doubtful of it, honestly. Um, I'm doubtful of a lot of, like, scents and anything like that because I think most of the time people don't know how to apply them, put them out too heavy, and it's like, well, yeah, you dump the whole bottle out. Yeah, right. Good job, <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah, I think if you use it correctly, it can all be effective, so. Yeah, and sure. that's the beautiful thing. It's 100% synthetic, so you don't have mm-hmm. to worry about, you know, what you do with normal scents when it comes yeah. to the fact that, I mean, well, and he can only stay good for so long. Mm-hmm. So, right, yeah. And some of these states are getting away from the actual, like, the real stuff, right? You can only because use Because of synthetics. disease yeah. concern and all that. A bunch of them. There's about seven states now plus Canada that you can't use anything that has any natural, you know, urines or dander or anything like right, that. Right, really. So, That's crazy. Yeah. It kind of makes sense. I get the concern a little, you know, um, I don't know how big a difference it makes. What's your opinion on it? What do you think? You know, honestly, I'm the same way, but I was as skeptical as you. I never used scents. I've tried a lot of different urine-based type scents Mm -hmm. and always had a problem with them. Either, you know, they either 
end up in your bag or they end up turned <laughs> up. You know? right. Right. So, so this was, um, you know, I was super skeptical to put anything on the property. And I have a buddy that lives in New York. And, I mean, the deer there just walk around with their heads up. You know, it's totally different than out here. Yeah. They're super paranoid. And uh, <laughs> he was getting some awesome video of it. So I said, hey, you know, we'll give it a shot. So I don't, I'll be the first person to tell you that Dave would be the one to tell you why it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just know it works, and I've used right. it for years, yeah. and I'm kind of the same way you are. We just, it became a regimen for us long before we ever had it, and it's been That's cool, been man. That's awesome. I think where a lot of that comes from, from the diehard bow hunter guys, is like their turnoff for sense and urine, especially as you get out to a stand if you hunt with someone that just doesn't care and you got there and there's 48 scent bombs on the way into the state <laughs> right, like come right. on man so i think that's where a lot of it starts as yeah. people just use too much of it going back mm-hmm. to that you know yeah. but hate to, to beat that in but it's i guess it's how you apply it yeah. you know and and hunting smart and i'm sure you know if you got a deer hitting um scrapes and all that and you know they're doing a certain pattern your entry and exit is gonna you could really use this in your advantage it just oh, depends yeah. on how you map it out I mean, we've had some good, you know, Tara and I, we've been hunting together since I started hunting with her, uh, I guess, 12 years ago now. And, you know, we started using exactly for that. Just we wouldn't go in and hunt a particular deer. Mm-hmm. It became such just part of our regiment until we saw him showing up on those scrapes in daylight. Yeah. And uh, mature deer, for whatever reason, um, you know, that's been the biggest thing that we've loved about it is we get a lot of our four or five and six-year-old, not mm-hmm. that you have a lot of them around. Right. But, right. You know, when you do have one in the area. So we use it like we'll run cameras, and if we don't have a buck on there, that most likely he's not—he's really not spending any time there because right. it's you know pretty predictable. Yeah, but. yeah, that makes sense. So Very who, cool. Who kills a bigger deer out of the two of you? Oh, Our that's... daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have an eight-year-old. Anytime you set her, you should take her hunting with you. She's a she's a magnet. <laughs> Good <Yeah>. luck. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> well, send her to Illinois because I'm going to need all the help I can get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So she's hunting already and that into it? Oh, yeah. Oh, That's awesome. It. She's a diehard. Well, we live in Iowa, so, you oh, know, really? like late season this nice. year was kind of, uh, it'd spoil you. you I know, didn't mean that years. when I said about them being from Iowa earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you know what? I'll back them up on it. We, yeah. we Illinois boys, we got to stay strong. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Our state sucks. It's just good for deer hunting. <laughs> That's all it's good for now, it. to be honest. Yeah. We got good deer hunting, that's it, and we barely got that compared to Iowa now, so I guess that's whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Come on, don't back down, bro. You got Illinois tattooed on your finger, man. <laughs> You're stronger than that, man. You're stronger than that. We're at in Iowa. We're in Decorah, so we're northeast, oh. and we hunt all the way to the southwest, so we've got oh, a little cool. bit of experience. All over the place. You guys drink toppling Goliath? Oh, yeah. We're yeah, literally go. right there, yeah. so Nice. Man, we'll awesome. have to swing by and do a podcast and get some pseudo Sioux or something. Ooh, and uh, some King Sioux. It's good stuff. Special edition. Yeah, it's not that far away from us, really. No, a couple hours, yeah. hour and a half, two hours maybe. We're yeah. from Quad City area. Oh, yeah. So just south of Quad City is where our yeah. studio is. It's so, worth the trip then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. We'll come up and get First round's beer. on you guys, right? Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> all right. The only thing we didn't hit, or are we all good? Did we cover everything? Yeah, I mean. All good? Tara, I mean, if she'd quit talking. I know. <laughs> Tara is here. Is so our mic working? I think it is. <laughs> she, she was smart. She's like, I'm not saying a word just in case I need to distance myself from these guys. <laughs> right. I was never on that podcast. Don't want to make any you commitments. Can go back and listen right? to it. That is clearly not me. <laughs> That's right. Well, thanks for joining our podcast. Appreciate it. We're going to try that uh, everything out in the summer and see what happens. I'm going to ex- do the experiment on my lease. Awesome. So we will see yeah. if that works out for me. If not, I'll let you know either way. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Now you'll just have to move to Iowa. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. Basically. <laughs> Part of the key. <laughs> yeah, it would help, wouldn't it? Yep. It would probably help. But uh, I forgot to tell you, on the back of the package, it actually says that two times more effective in Iowa. So oh, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I did tag out this year. I'm just going to throw that in there. Where are you at, Eric? <laughs> oh, man. Throwing the low blows. Dang, yeah. we're just, this is what happens is you guys are around long enough, we just start ripping on each other. <laughs> yeah. Let's close her out here. Thanks for joining the podcast. Yeah. All right, everyone, you know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. to go with, like, just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.